Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. Welcome to Waterfall Wednesday on the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I'm Nick Johnson with Dale Lugendale. How you doing, Dale? I'm good, Nick. How are you? Just starting off with some enthusiasm. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's talk about shotguns. Ooh, okay. I just threw that out there. I did, I'm not really prepared for that. Are you prepared for <laughs> Let's that? Let's talk about guns, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about you and me. Uh, no, not really. Um, have you tried? Have you shouldered that Super Black Eagle 320 gauge? Not the 20. I have shouldered a 12. Fuck, man. That thing is sweet. I have not shouldered the 28 gauge yet. But I don't think I'm interested in shooting a 28 gauge. Why? Um, it's getting a little bit far out of the waterfall wheelhouse, I would say. You certainly do like your 20. I do like my 20, but I've even I've got to admit, like it's not maybe the best choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is getting a little little small, but I mean yes the job done but there's some situations where it's like barely yeah and most people kind of have that feeling about a 20 gauge for being honest you know you get all the people that shoot the 12s and then i shoot three and a halfs you know it's like they'd probably cry if you handed them a 20 gauge (laughs) right and the the 20 gauge i do enjoy shooting it i like a lot but it's on that that end of the spectrum where it's like it's, it's in some scenarios it's barely getting the job done but at the same time, too, like I feel like with the 12 gauge three and a half inch, you're getting to the end of the spectrum where it's way overkill for the job. You know, you're going from one end of the spectrum to the other. Does... Where something that fits right in the wheelhouse, in my opinion, is something like a 12 gauge two and three quarter or a 12 gauge three inch around that, you know, 1350 ounce and a quarter ounce and an eighth at 1300, 1350 feet per second is kind of where I like to sit. Does boss even make 28 gauge ammo? Yeah, I think they do. Oh, they do. Okay. 
They do. Anyways, well, we were talking about shouldering that Super Black Eagle 3 20-gauge. You have not done that? I have not. I've, I've shouldered the the Super Black Eagle 3 12-gauge. Does it shoulder as nice as the Vinci? I would say better. The Vinci <gasps> has, a block, what? has a blocky feel to it. I don't know. It fits me perfect. Do they still sell Vinci's? Uh, I know of one that's going to be for sale pretty soon. Yours? Yep. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, because I need money. <laughs> Bottom gonna... line. Uh, you what know, you... for a lawyer. Need to get... Oh, I'm going to purchase it back eventually. Or not the same one, but a different one. Or, I don't know, maybe I'll shoulder this Super Black Eagle 20 and I'll buy that instead. I don't know. Um, Yeah, so basically it's for sale. If anybody's interested in Vinci, message me. We'll, 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 we'll talk. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, it shoulders really nice. Yeah. I guess for me, it feels good on my five, seven frame. Nice. I've always liked the, the SBs. Um, they do shoulder pretty nice. You know, when I, when I went, when I bought, well, I was way, be, actually I shouldered it. I made my mind that I was getting eventually way before I bought one, like years before, um, shouldered like we had a rain day. I was working construction out in North Dakota, not Fargo. We had a rain day, so me and my buddy were like, ah, let's go to Shields and just window shop. So we did that and had nothing but time. So I literally shouldered every make model shotgun they had on the floor. And <laughs> but that guy loved you. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't wasn't that you know they were just taking the ones that were like off the rack. I wasn't asking to see stuff behind the counter or anything under lock and key or anything like that. But you know, I just I was shouldering them and you know picking a duck mount on the wall as my target and it's like every time I that Vinci was just lined up and every other gun was like didn't you know I had to put my head down or lift it up or twist the stock a little bit like the SP2 was really close to the Vinci like it was like right there for me but not as nuts on as the Vinci was and I just like right then and there I'm like man whenever I have money to buy one of these things this is what I'm getting and then like a couple years went by might have even been like three years I don't even remember and then uh, had the money to buy the gun and I went in and I did the same thing. I pretty much shouldered everything just to make sure. And sure enough, I went right back to that Vinci and I was like, yep, buying it. So I don't, I'm, I've loved it. So, and I've shoot a M2, I shoot a Benelli M2 20 gauge normally. And even just the difference between that and that super black Eagle three, boy, they really did an awesome job on that. Now I've heard from people that have owned the three that it shoots high. Don't know if there's Dude, any. I don't that. know if there's any credence to that whatsoever. I've just I've heard it from multiple people, and I, I think this just goes. It, it goes to when you buy a shotgun, shoot some paper with it. Yes, for sure. Take your preferred duck load and take uh, uh, some of your buddies' preferred duck load. Ask to borrow a few shells of whatever they like to shoot, and you know, get a couple of shotguns, put it on paper, and see what uh. And see what it comes you gotta up shoot. With. You gotta shoot multiple brands of shotgun shells too. Everything performs different, and you can also have you can shim the stocks. There's stuff you can do. Like you can you can you can dork out as much as you want with these things. You can and, really dial these but, things in. But before you shoot paper, absolutely make sure you spend a hundred dollars on an aftermarket choke tube. One hundred percent. I was just fucking around at Cabela's the other day. Um, I was just at Cabela's, just meandering around the aisles, and I stumbled into the fucking choke, the aftermarket choke aisle, and 
it just it's to this day it fucking blows my fucking mind <laughs> that they have literally hundreds of aftermarket chokes on the on the shelf at Cabela's ready for you to buy them but at, my shotgun came with fucking five of them <laughs> like i don't need to like i don't my gun didn't come with five of them and i was like you know what i need Another one more, joke. a six one. <laughs> <laughs> I shot some paper. I took my gun. I was like, well, let's try out this whole modified. Bang, shot some paper. I was like, looks pretty fucking good. Okie dokie. Looks like I just saved $100. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I will say I have a choke. I do have the uh, Pattern Master um, duck. I know. Or black and or whatever everybody it is. does. I'm alienating the audience here because well, I mean, absolutely everybody does. Listen, here's, I can't. Here's I the can't. one thing though, that I absolutely fo- my my uh, stock Benelli chokes they perform very well. But here's why I hate them. You, they're <laughs> they're flush. Mm-hmm. Why are they Why are they flush? Like they don't all look, the after they don't look nearly as cool. Well, they aren't as easy to change. <laughs> well, that's true too. And there are times where I would like to change my choke tube out you know but i'm like oh i don't have a dime on me you know you kind of bring up a good point i mean it would be nice like why not just design them with a quarter inch past like doesn't have to be a lot but just enough where you can right? grab it just... exactly i don't know what the fuck that is they performance wise they do great but why are they flush like no you bring up a good I... point and that's the only thing i've thought about buying if you go on the benelli website um here i'm actually going to look it up right now if you go on the benelli website you can actually buy choke tubes that are not flush, that stick out a little bit hmm. from from the manufacturer. That's the only like aftermarket choke thing I'd ever consider buying is um, like just a choke tube that sticks out a little bit. Well, that's one thing I could say. I can I've never had a problem taking my choke tube off. It's really easy. I just exactly. I don't need a tool. I just grab it and twist, and she comes right and out. And then then for a guy like me, like I've got my flush stock choke tubes, and I've had them in there for. Maybe uh, an entire season or two. I've had my modified. Now it's the summertime, and I'm about to go shoot some pigeons. I'm like, I'm going to throw in that cylinder or that improved cylinder. And, uh, man, if they get a little corrosion in there, I mean, you're not even getting them out with a penny. And you're, I'm just sitting there going, why are these designed like this? Yeah, it's kind of ironic that I can remove that choke as easy as I want because I never take it off. I shoot that thing for pigeons i shoot it for keys i shoot it for ducks i use the same choke when i was hunting grouse up here earlier this year should i swap out to a different choke probably will i probably <laughs> not <laughs> oh dude okay i'm on the benelli website right now shopbenelli.com look at the this is amazing uh it's even better than what i described you can get choke tubes that stick out and you can easily twist them off they're called standard 12 gauge extended choke tube they're only thirty dollars each, and get this: right on the motherfuckers, they say cylinder improved cylinder modified improved modified and full. So you don't have to Google the notch system every <laughs> fucking time. Like when you're like you looking down the no braille to figure out which choke, <laughs> choke yeah. tube is the shotgun choke braille system. <laughs> Have you done that ever, though? You're looking at your choke tube, and you're like, I can never remember. Notches. I'm like, wait, like, is it more or yeah, less? Is what, Exactly. Is it? Oh, All right. I'm going to guess one notch is either full or cylinder. Like, ah, fuck. You're wrong. It's the other way. More notches is tighter, <laughs> I think. 
<laughs> oh, and and for sure, me and my dad fucked that up one time, and we went <laughs> and shot because uh, he had just bought a uh, he just bought a twenty gauge M two used off a of, off a buddy of his, and he's like, Nick, uh, what choke tube do I want to throw in there? I was like, obviously the cylinder. We're shooting. We're gonna shoot skeet. He's like, yeah. Well, which one is it? I'm like, it's the one with. I forget one notch. So either way, I had him shooting a full choke <laughs> <laughs> and missing. Damn it! I suck. Like, <laughs> you got like nine. Yeah. And then we, uh, I was, we figured it out, and I was like, actually, you know what? Not bad, Dad. Pretty yeah, good. There you go. I mean, that's what I will say. Like, can I? I would have to like put my factory chokes back in and shoot around a clays and then throw the pattern mask back in, shoot around a clays, see which one I do better. What I do know is I have a pattern master in my gun and I have made some crazy long shots with witnesses. So was it the chokes that did it? I don't know, but I've I've made some really good shots with that choked. So I have I'll put it so I have confidence in it. Can I attribute it 100% to pattern master? No, but I can't also deny that it's because of that either. I haven't done the scientific experiment. It okay. comes with the gun, by the way. <laughs> they even sell Rob Roberts performance shop choke tubes. And as you may or may not know about Vinci's, now it's turning into a commercial. Uh, it comes with this really cool case because the Vinci breaks down in three pieces, like super duper easy. I love it. Yeah. And yeah, it comes yeah. with a, a TSA approved case. And you can lock it. It's it's wonderful, dude. I'm pretty sure all Benelli's come with TSA approved cases. Do they? I've only that's the only one I've ever yes. bought, so I don't know. I, but yeah, pretty I'm pretty cool. sure they do. I've got I still got all the cases from mine that I've bought over the but years. But this one's like triangle, and it's cool because it's modular and it, it's like it's not very long because it breaks down into three pieces. It's pretty sweet. Dude, they've got some cool choke tubes on the Benelli website. Here's another thing. Let's switch topics here, dude. Here's another thing that's been grinding my gears. Um, <laughs> Lately, and I'm trying to get more information on it, and I can't find much. And um, I'm planning on going to Manitoba to do their spring conservation season on Canada geese. That's dope. Yeah. So they just, they've had this season now for, this will be the fourth year. So the very first year, let's go back in time. 2023 is the fourth year, 22, 21, 20. So 2020 was the first year they did spring conservation season for Canada geese. This is a season that's March 1 to March 31, and it was available only for Manitoba residents. 2021 came around, and they opened it up to non-residents for the spring conservation season. It has a limit of eight, but in 2021 you could not get into canada because of mm, covid lockdown sure okay so the then the next year comes around 2022 i'm about to go to manitoba and do the damn thing so their season is march 1 to march 31 i was gonna go up there like march 28th and dude it was like 10 degrees with 30 mile an hour winds and blizzarding like sounds it right just, yeah it, it you know if you have an early spring uh there'd be a good chance to get some birds up there, but a late spring as there was in 2022 and it really wasn't worth my time. I canceled the trip. Now 2023 is coming up and I am trying to get out there. They've actually extended the season now um, to go to April 10th. Ooh. So they put, they put 10 more days on, which is could kind of be like 
a safety net, you know, like almost for sure you're going to, even on a late spring, you'd think that April 10th, like if you hunt the 8th, 9th, and 10th, you could probably get into some birds up there. I don't just and, just going off of my uh, spring snow goose guiding experience in South Dakota, and we usually wrap up pretty much around that time. Right around Easter is like usually our last weekend out there. Um, you can still get hit by some pretty nasty weather, and that's South Dakota. We're not talking North Dakota, and then you got to go even further north to Manitoba. So, uh, right. you're definitely not out of the woods that first two weeks of April. Right, and uh, here's the thing that's. Um, dogging my trip a little bit this year is that manitoba has passed a lottery system for foreign resident hunters Ooh. so this has kind of been in the news like i've been trying to like keep my eyes on it but there's really not that many stories out there basically what they're claiming in manitoba um i should almost just look up this is called the uh manitoba waterfall modernization act and uh, um they are going to reduce the amount of foreign residents that are hunting in the country because they say there's a massive problem with illegal guiding and um basically like foreigners Taking up all the spots so the residents oh, don't have sons of bitches, them outfitters, I tell you. Those outfit but it's a it's actually a uh, a law that's to benefit the legitimate outfitters that are out there, which illegitimate outfitters are probably just like guys in some towns that, you know, like right. some Americans hunting for right. some cash Take on the some, side. Exactly. <laughs> That right. just don't want to get the license and stuff? Yeah, probably. Right. So, um, basically, I mean, and here's how many not foreign non-residents, like how many Americans, just just guess. In Minnesota, we've got, 50, what do we have, like 80,000, 75,000 resident waterfowl hunters just here. That doesn't include non-resident waterfowlers. How many Americans in total do you think are hunting in Manitoba? No idea. Take a guess, man. How Take many? A guess. Uh, one hundred. A hundred thousand people are. I mean, they've obviously got a problem. They've got this regulation in place. They've got obviously they're getting swamped with Americans, right? How many Americans do you think go up there to hunt every year? From all 50 states, yeah. going to the best, the best dark goose hunting in the world. So many so that these Manitobans need to implement a lottery system to keep us out. 1,500. <laughs> you're ridiculously <laughs> low, but you're not. <laughs> but that's the point I'm trying to make is it's around like 3,500 to okay. 4,000. Oh, that, that wasn't that far off. I was going to say 10,000 realistically, but I went low on purpose. Right, and I was kind of hamming it up on purpose mm-hmm. to be like, I'm sure you caught on to that, but like, there's 3,500, 4,000 Americans showing up over the course of their season over a <laughs> province that's fucking enormous. We gotta protect it. Yeah. Anyways, I'll read this. It's almost this always a from... money grab, I mean, of some sort. And the, So there, there's gonna be 
All right. Uh, Although when it comes to guns and hunting and stuff like that, the, the the Canadian government does a lot of illogical shit. I mean, for being honest, so nothing really surprises yeah. me. Yeah, it's hard to parse out what's fact and fiction as just a bystander. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's bird right. flu. Let's shut down the season because birds don't fly over the border and stuff. Or uh, Justin Trudeau's trying to take away everybody's guns. Yeah, well, he don't donate is. donate donate fifty dollars to <laughs> yeah, us immediately yeah, to help yeah. stop this. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to help, but I mean, he I mean, he kind of is. The province of Manitoba is wrapping up a forty-five day public input process on a proposal to adjust regulations pertaining to American waterfowl hunters, known as the Waterfowl Hunting Modernization Project. The proposal would implement a seven-day foreign resident waterfowl license. I didn't mention that. That license that you win is only good for seven days. Available either through a lottery or through a licensed Manitoba waterfowl outfitter. How does um, it modernize it though? Like what makes it modern? I don't know. <laughs> The comment period ends Friday, October 7th, last October 7th. In essence, the pro- in essence, the proposal would cap the number of licenses available for American waterfowl hunters while prioritizing resident waterfowl hunting opportunities and supporting existing licensed outfitters. According to provincial spokesperson, the proposal would still allow American hunters to enjoy Manitoba's hunting opportunities without the services of a licensed hunter, providing, of course, they draw a license by lottery. So if you book your hunt through a outfitter up there, basically he will have a license for you. If you do not book there your, it is. Yes. So you're guaranteed a license if you book through an outfitter because they the, are going to issue here's 20- the, follow the money. <laughs> this is guaranteeing that you virtually book with a guide instead of freelancing it. Right. Unless you follow and, and we don't this has passed quietly. Dude, do you remember um do you remember hunting forums? Yes. Um they're still around. Like the Duck Hunters Refuge. Yeah. And uh, I found a thread on this on the Duck Hunters Refuge pertaining to this issue. And it had 19 comments or 19 pages of comments. Holy smokes. And uh I'm like desperately seeking like are they going to implement this before the spring? Um, what is going to all be going down with this? And so I'm like, well, here we go. I'm going to page through this. And I went through all fucking 19 pages of oh, outfitters are ruining the sport. Americans shouldn't be allowed to guide up there. Back oh in my, my day. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Dude, just the growth. Dude, like, I was going to ask you, if, like, does it tell people's age? Like, Is there anybody still on those forums under 40? I don't know. I feel like I'm it's just, an old and, person thing. Like they just haven't transferred over to Facebook. You know what I mean? Like they're still on the web forums. Like nobody goes there anymore. Like, dude, I don't know how many people go there. It's at least nineteen pages worth of comments on this thing. Hmm. But it's it just turns into a dick measuring contest, and I kill my birds better than you kill oh, your sure. birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so immediately. But anyways, I did was able to see in there that they passed it. There's nothing like that. Hmm. I, I don't know. I called Bob up in Manitoba with Okamic Outfitters um, and asked him if he knew what the hell was going on. And he said he doesn't know anything except it passed. And I said, well, what about this spring? And he's like, I don't know. I, can't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't have any information. So are you planning on applying or are you going to hire a guide? 
I'm going to talk to probably Bob and get him to hook me up. There you go. Hook us up. I mean, I might, <laughs> I might be available. I'm pretty close to Canada right now. <laughs> Do you think, let's just say that the uh, non-resident license costs 100 bucks. Do you think that the uh, waterfall outfitters are going to be like, well, mine costs 200 Because it's a guarantee. Yeah, they'll, they'll bump it up for sure. They'll make money off yep. of it, 100%. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I Which mean, is, but I don't know that they're going to get that much demand. I mean, you're right into spring snow goose season. So, like... That's a hard sell, right? You oh, go to pay X amount of dollars to go hunt uh, honkers in Canada, or I can spend fifty-two dollars or whatever the non-resident oh, dude, fee is, is for, and shoot an unlimited amount of white geese. So this isn't just for spring season. This is going to be for next fall. Oh, really? Yeah, like I don't know if it's going to be implemented before spring season. Oh, for some, my... oh I got you. I, I was under the impression this is just for the spring season. This is just for like across the no, board. This, yeah, this is for the future. Oh, so damn, I don't know if it's dog. going to be implemented before my important future hunting opportunity up there. <sighs> that changes everything. That's that's that is more of a dick move now that I think about it. Because like there is a ton of like I would freelance up there, but now I guess, I guess I guess it really isn't that bad. Honestly, let me dial it back. It's no worse, really, than if I wanted to go to South Dakota. And I I would like to, but I'm also too lazy to apply. So I probably just won't go to Canada if I have to apply for a lottery. I, I mean, because I like the freelance stuff. I just do. So Yes, I do too. And I do not like – I don't like – I don't like it at all. I don't like the lottery thing at all. I've been totally against the South Dakota thing. For forever there's no other license that is a lottery draw in the united states that i can think of for waterfowl right and people always bring up big game oh they do it for big game yeah but only one one place does it for waterfowl one yeah exactly and it's not and, and it's big game like you need to shoot one animal that's like it's, it's not like <laughs> i mean well it is a lottery and- for an emperor goose so i mean not entirely you got true. me there you <laughs> got not, me there not, not entirely true but not for like but, a waterfall not, all general waterfall license all species right it's not that way yeah. and waterfall doesn't believe or belong to anybody you know like if north north dakota does a uh, lottery draw on their deer you could basically say that's north dakota's deer yeah oh yeah that, depending on how close to a border you are but yeah i know i see what you're saying yeah yeah but it's not anybody's birds. Right. That's why there is a Migratory Bird Act that covers Canada, America, and Mexico because they cover all of that territory. Well, some do, and anyways. And the overriding opinion of people who live in places, places, place, South Dakota, that I see on, like, well, on fucking dick measuring contest internet forums is they love it oh for um, sure I, because locals always I, hate non-residents i don't care what state you're from and who their non-residents are from they hate them all right that's true but i mean i was talking to bob and he's like i like freelancers up here because we don't he's like we don't get much hunting pressure anyways he said it's nice when the birds are getting banged around or they're flaring off they're going to their field but they're flaring off it because this that you know people are hunting here they're hunting there you get more action yeah, rather sure. than just get so, I mean, he's to a point where it's like the hunting pressure around Oak Hammock, one of the most storied hunting areas in the province, 
he's basically saying, uh, you know, hey, it's good when non-residents are here. Sure. I can yeah. see that. Anyways, I, don't, I guess we don't really have to get into my full gripe. <laughs> well, I guess we already did. We, I was going to say, I, 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 think we just, I think we just did. <laughs> For fucking 12 minutes. <laughs> hey, did you make any New Year's resolutions? No, I don't do New Year's resolutions. So you're going to keep drinking and jacking off in public, huh? Mm, I don't see any reason to stop. I haven't been arrested yet. <laughs> <laughs> you keep you keep moving around every time the cops try to pinpoint you. You, you move to a new location. Well, listen, you got. I mean, for me to even get caught, someone's got to be really close. <laughs> is that guy scratching his groin or is he jacking off? I can't really tell. I'm 20 feet away. <laughs> 20 feet. <laughs> they, they keep movie theaters dark for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Me and me and what's that guy's name? I can't think of it right now. Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Thank you. Dude, we're old. <sighs> we're so old. Nobody gets that reference unless you're old like no. us. Pee Wee Herman was a man who made children's movies and got caught in a pornographic movie theater masturbating and was arrested for it. For Paul all you young cats. Rubens. Paul Rubens, yeah. My, just, my, my, my brain just found it. So that was... Yeah, Did it really? So there, yeah, well, yeah, I couldn't think of the act, the character's name, and then you said the character's name, and then the actual actor's name popped into my head. That's how that works. I needed, hmm, I needed to be reminded. I needed to crack into the deep, deep RAM memory. So, you didn't have yeah. to crack that deep. Well, probably because deep. you guys were out there committing the same crimes. Probably we were kindred spirits. <laughs> as, as it would be. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't um, know. that'd be fun. We're probably going to have to take next week off. <gasps> Say what? I'm going to be in uh, Panama. I'm. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm also going south next week to We're at. Texas. You going to do some hunting? No, I have a training down there. I, I wish I had time to, to do some hunting down there. That would be awesome, but I, yeah, I do not. Time. Are you going to be anywhere near the Gulf Coast at all? Not really. I'm going to Dallas. Going to, dude, there's some good fucking hunting around Dallas, man. I'm sure there is, but I, again, I, I don't, I won't have time. So I'm, I'm flying down there doing a workshop and then flying back. So what if, what if you fly down there and before your workshop, you get your hands on a positive COVID <laughs> test? <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's the going rate for those these days? Dude, I keep three or four on deck. I'll mail you one. <laughs> You can just draw in the second little pink line, I mean, bro. Actually, actually, I have a Saturday open. There you go. You know I should, and I have. Oh, well, that's that's quite the drive. I do have. Uh, uh, so they pay Kyle, for you to get there. Kyle Phillips, who I uh, guided snow goose hunts with in Missouri, is also a crane hunter in the Texoma area somewhere. So why is that name so familiar? Uh, I don't know because you probably know him. Is the did he does he have his own guide service? Yes. So uh, Dean with Premier Flight, uh, he and him kind of they have a partnership during the spring. So he'll take like Dean's guys in Missouri when he has overflow, kind of that kind of a swap uh, and what's, client kind of thing. Sure. And what's his guide service's name? Banded Gander, I think. Okay, that sounds familiar. I think maybe I used to chat with him uh, for a migration report at one point. Maybe. He's a cool dude. I like I like I like Kyle a lot. He's he's a cool cat. Um, there was a time in my full 
full uh, full scale full scale adventure where I was uh, I almost bought his operation in Missouri because he's got a oh, he's damn. got a house there that he that the the client or that the guide stay at a nice big Quonset shed that keeps all his equipment in his trailer and he's right up the hill from Mound City he was gonna sell me his client list the whole works uh, I was I like I can't. I was so close to pulling the trigger on that and then just decided not to go that route. So it didn't. It would have been I think it would have been a pretty good deal. But it would have it would have been a life altering decision for sure. Not what good or bad or indifferent. Like it just would have like my direction of everything would have changed. But Right, right. Oh yeah, I understand. Yeah, but then I just I kinda weighed a bunch and just decided to not do it, you know. And now looking back on it, maybe I should have done it. But whatever. Maybe, it is what it is. It is what it is. Maybe you still could. I'm maybe. I wonder if he sold it. The house needed a fair amount of work, but um it's pretty cool. It was a pretty cool setup, not gonna lie. And I just, like I said, Kyle's a pretty cool dude, so I had a situation like that too where uh Phil Schmidt wanted to sell me Goosebusters guide service. Mm, now he's just out there shooting dogs in the face. Fuck yeah, he is. And um, <laughs> I said no. I, I, I thought about it, mulled it over. I was like, well, how am I going to do that, being that I live in Fridley? And uh, yeah, I'd have to move this, that, and the other thing. And he ended up selling Goosebusters guide service to Trevor Ludke, which it became Legends Outfitters. And I ended up just working at the foundry for another 14 years and, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and then moving me. to Wisconsin to start a guide service anyway. There you, well, there you have it. <laughs> that reminds me, actually, I'm supposed to be doing a, a, a snow goose hunt with old Phil this spring. Forgot when? about that. Yeah, I have to look at, I have to go back in is our messages. Mo- is it March 16th and 17th at th- Mark, Mike Palman's pit? I think so. Then I'm gonna be there, you fucker. <laughs> oh, sweet. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm mostly gonna. I mean, I'm gonna be there, but I like my. Uh, I mean, I'll be hunting for sure, but the the my um, focus is gonna be on like after the hunt, like uh, cleaning and and cooking up these birds and showing the kid, you know, taking some kids and showing them, you know, we'll make some goose tacos and we'll save some legs. I'll make a bomb ass um, leg meat meal. Be sweet. Oh, um, dude! I thought of you. Um, camp cook. Oh, because we haven't done a podcast in a few weeks. But I thought of, of you on the last day of the season, out here, and uh, I did not go band hunting. I went and I shot three geese right in their face, and then I went straight home and I cooked the legs. <laughs> nice. Yeah, dude. I had six legs, dude. I ate them like, like literally like six. Le- well, me and Raquel ate them, so we had like three legs in a row, like three meals of goose legs, like breakfast, lunch, dinner style. She marinated them for like a day, and oh. uh, dude, they're so good. It's so good. For I mean, if <laughs> if if people out there listening, if you haven't yet taken the time to slow cook some goose legs, uh, it's life changing. Like you're you're gonna look at the breast meat just different. It's still good, but it does it pales in comparison. Like it's not even close. The leg meat is so much better. Hey, but let's also just acknowledge the fact that we just learned that we're going to be hunting with each other. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> because of Phil Schmidt. <laughs> and I've yet, to, this up. I've yet to meet him in person. Up. Yeah, and he set this up with me like last, I want to say August. Yeah. I had to mail in Same. my, you know, I'm. 
I mailed my check to Mike for the down for the deposit, and yeah, two days in a pit hunting snow geese with Billy Dog, and now apparently, I guess you, I was I was looking forward to it. I had the dates memorized, you know. I was like 16, <laughs> I, 17. Clearly, I don't have the dates memorized. I never sent any money, and I suppose he might want some from me. Phil, if you're listening, uh, do you need money? Better <laughs> <laughs> sell that Vinci. Let me know. Well, I do need this. Yeah. yeah. Anybody's looking for a gun? I got one for sale. I, I promised myself. Here's the thing. Little personal information. I promised myself like 30 years ago I would never sell another gun because he just like, well, I sold it to a pawn shop. I was super desperate, and you'd never get what they're worth, which I won't do that again. But I, at that point in time, I promised myself I would never sell another gun. I don't care. They're worth more just sitting in the corner than whatever. But I'm in a very specific situation, and and I need quick money fast. And once that happens, and the what needs to happen happens, I will be able to then repurchase what I need to. So it's really it's it's a very temporary thing. So worst case scenario, I'm gonna have to break out the old 870 for snow goose season if stuff doesn't move as expedient as I want it to. But we'll see. Stuff doesn't. What are you getting? Like a couple pounds of fentanyl from mexico gonna, oh, like, absolutely you turn that stuff gonna, around i'll buy gold-plated vinci <laughs> 10x of your money percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but uh yeah if anybody's right. looking for a gun uh i got or, one or some or some fentanyl or some or some, <laughs> or some uh, uh my mind's like the the knockoff version it's like fentanyl fentanyl <laughs> <laughs> it's just like fentanyl except more deadly <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It tastes worse and it'll kill you faster. It's a great deal. Um, oh, speaks of tastes worse than drugs. Um, I uh, I had a uh, today. I just tried a, uh, um, and I I don't drink very often, but I had a uh, what was it? A white claw. Hmm. A what? A white claw black? A oh, white claw God. surge blackberry? <clears throat> it was only. I just was at found myself at the gas station. And I for whatever reason bought it. Holy shit, that was disgusting. Why would you do that? I don't know. I just wanted like one beer, you know, and my wife's working until eight, so I was going to sneak it in, you know, just sneak in one little alcoholic beverage here while I was, I'm, I, was I was sitting around watching The Aviator, you know, the Howard Hughes story yeah, starring yeah, with yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, and I was like, well, I'm going to have one drink while I watch The Aviator and some popcorn, I'm going to get one of these, uh, I'm looking at their rack of, you know, one beers, and I'm like, yeah, um, White Claws are good. Oh, that no, thing not. Was, Gross. <laughs> so oh, it was gross, dude. I damn. cannot stand White Claws, dude. If you want a beer, just get a beer. Jesus. You know, I thought it was the stuff girls drink, and girls always drink the best tasting alcohol. That's a lie. It hey, is dude, the stuff men, girls drink. Men drink, like, straight whiskey, all right? That's disgusting. <laughs> Women always put fruit and, like, sparkly stuff in, in drinks. I love girl drinks. <laughs> so you want you want a daiquiri or a pina colada. That's what you're looking for. You're goddamn right. I'll have what she's having or at the margarita. bar. margarita. Yeah, well, they, they steered you wrong with the White Claws. And I like light beers, too, which I guess is kind of a manly drink, right? Just like a Coors Light. I mean, not really, but Damn it. sure. I mean, there's a lot of dudes that drink light beers, so. You're not going to see me any time in my life drinking a glass of Buffalo Trace. Get fucked. <laughs> Get me some strawberries. Get me some strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> if there isn't an umbrella in that drink, I don't want it. <laughs> or just a light bush, like a bush light. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, bush light's all right. Well. That's uh that's it for this episode. Yeah, it's been that was brought fun. 
It's been brought to you by um, Benelli. Uh, White White Claws and Fentanyl. <laughs> White Claws, Fentanyl, <laughs> and used Benelli gun sales. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Boss Ammunition and uh, Prairie. Wait, what was it called? No, not Prairie. There uh, was a troll. I, I don't know. I shouldn't even mention this. But I, shouldn't, you're going to. I shouldn't mention this, but you may, because uh, I saw a guy online, and I'll just he'll just remain nameless, and uh, just trash talking Boss <gasps> and uh, about how Steel Shot was better. His oh, you're out of feeling. your mind. <laughs> That's just ignorant. I, uh, you know, it was. I know the guy's trolling. For sure. But God, but God damn is, you know, certain trolls are just very effective on me. Well, when you say something that's so absurdly false, like you're just like, come on, dude. You know what it was, and he might not even be trolling. He might be honest because he picked up some shot, and then he probably is a terrible marksman and just blamed it on you know probably shot at one time and didn't hit anything like, this stuff sucks you know yeah and, and probably was, one of those guys i don't know i don't know but it, a lot of it had to do with the fact that on occasion you will find broken bismuth pellets with any bismuth load that you're shooting that's just an honest thing to say bismuth's number one downfall is it has uh it's brittle so you want to make sure that you are using a more open choke, not constricting it to where like steel pellets are not going to break. They're going to bulge your fucking barrel before the pellets break. Right. That's why boss does like copper plating on their pellets. It helps with the brittleness of bismuth. And if you shoot birds with bismuth, you will on occasion find broken pellets inside the birds. But it's if, just something, but it's if just you... something that happens with, some bismuth pellets but if you're shooting 350 pellets you know six or seven of them shatter and you find a little bit because one hit a leg bone and shattered up a little bit that doesn't mean it's happening to all the pellets you know but also if you're finding broken pellets that means you killed the bird so what are you bitching about (laughs) yeah and and uh i guess one thing that would be interesting to find out knowing I mean, it's just an honest thing to say that sometimes some pellets break with bismuth shot. Can we find out, like, how many of those break um, pre-impact or just coming out of the gun? Or does pattern master chokes, like wad stripper chokes or full chokes, have any difference on that? Mm. I don't know. It's probably a study out there somewhere, but, yeah. So brought to you by Boss. Just saying. Right. This steel pellet is going to do better than a bismuth pellet is insane. That is insane. It's a stupid <laughs> thing to say. It's just it, it's a stupid thing to say. And that fucking troll caught me good. <laughs> he knows I, how I he I, knew how to push your buttons. But dude, I'm here's now that I'm 35 years of age, I didn't even start typing. Back like 5 8 years ago, dude, I would have typed and typed and typed. It's just, it's basically Reply. like saying, if you want to guarantee more dead birds in your bag, you need to use a flag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to elicit roughly the same response. <laughs> and let's see. All right. Also, we are brought to you by Pacific Calls. <laughs> Most the game calls, specifically, man. the Nick 
A. Johnson Signature Series. Dude, check out all of Pacific Calls, man. They 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 fucking kick ass, man. There's some kick ass dudes. It's a great company. They're probably if you don't blow Pacific Calls. They probably are making the call that you're blowing. I mean, keep that. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that. I just saw a recent uh, Instagram post. I don't was Did you post it or did they post it? I don't know. It was you and uh, that dude with your collared uh, little geeses over there that you tried to keep oh, secret yeah. for forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did just post that because I found out that uh, iPhone has this feature where you can take out the backgrounds now. That's pretty dope. Now we don't have to deal with people's shitty blurred out pictures trying to protect their spots. Yeah, now I can just remove it completely. And then you can put something else in the background. Like the Lake Elmo water tower or something cool. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be funny. (laughs) Now you need to start doing that. That'd be hilarious. Uh, That and then if you buy said call, you can learn how to call it. And you know what I do, do need and would be a great Christmas gift from you to me? would be a pair of those relevant duck hunting sunglasses. Yeah, we can uh I don't know about a full on present, but I, I think I could help you out. In, I was thinking a, present in a certain way. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> I need money. So <laughs> I don't know how many of these episodes I'm gonna help I'm gonna do before I get a pair of goddamn relevant <laughs> duck hunting sunglasses. Well I don't know. I've had to buy all mine, so there's that. <laughs> all right. Well, they I'll are worth it too. though, I will say that. If you're buying uh quality sunglasses we will give relevant a shout there it's well, rlvnt no vowels dot life check them out it's pretty awesome stuff and you're more than likely to see my fugly mug when you go to that website just just a warning if anybody can find that website that's a terrible fucking website name relevant dot life no vowels cool. no vowels dot life mm-hmm. rlvnt dot life rlvnt dot life mm-hmm. i found it just by googling like rlvnt Listen, sunglasses Siri's listening to you, so just it's probably you're probably gonna get an ad. Just scroll through Facebook; it's gonna pop up. Um, I hope so. But maybe <laughs> we maybe we can uh, do a little exchange on our snow goose hunt. Yeah, figure something out. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sure. gonna be birding. I'm gonna be birding and looking for birds in Panama. That's gonna be cool. Week, so, well, maybe sure, we'll, we either have a week off or uh, maybe I'll do a solo episode. <laughs> yeah, for right. Sure. And um. Yeah, I'm excited to go to Panama in January to see if I can see any North American ducks all the That'll way That'll be there. super cool, dude. For sure. Why aren't you hunting down there? There's no hunting in Panama, dude. What? Why? I don't know, man. Like, dude, there's... I could put... I could set something up where... Fucking liberals. We could, <laughs> dude, we could kill 50 black-bellied whistling ducks per person per day down there. Fucking dude, no joke. You could do that in Florida, I'm pretty sure. And There's so many of them down there. Dude, the black bellies are out of fucking control in Panama. Like That's it's the cool. most insane thing. Is there thing really no hunting in Panama? Not that I'm aware of. That's kind of crazy. Lots of sport fishing. Hmm. That's hmm. wild, dude. That's totally wild. Yeah, well, get some good pictures. That'll be that'll be sweet anyways. Try to spot right, some dude. bands. That'd be badass. All right, man, I'll chat with you later. Sounds good, dude. Later. All right, bye. Anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network.
Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.